I yeah, I need to just always hit record before <laughs> you get into the into the thing into the chat because yeah. uh, I'm gonna edit it out anyways, so I might as well just always make sure that we're recording. Okay. But anyway, I didn't know if you wanted that Britney Spears thing in the podcast or not. Like, I didn't know. Like, that was a did, great transition it, to it. Yeah, it did make me think about the uh, the movement we started, the Free Britney movement. Uh, we were just <laughs> talking about the new documentary from the New York Times on Hulu. But uh, we have sort of found ourselves as the forerunners of the Free Blake movement. Blake Griffin this week has requested to be traded or bought out from the Detroit Pistons, and I have this to say. You're guaranteed. Welcome to Money Back Guarantee. I'm your host, Jay. This is my co-host, Angel. It is the only sports and gambling podcast where the money is guaranteed, but the money is not actually guaranteed. Uh, Blake Griffin, it's about damn time. You need to get out of Detroit. He finally gets his way. Not his way. He finally gets a little, a chance to finally join a team that's fighting for something. And it was fun him going to Detroit and, you know, having to, I don't know if people have a good time in Detroit. Uh, it seems nice. Matt Stafford was there, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know about Detroit too well, but uh, he's out. Um, I hope he gets bought out. I hope he could buy out of his contract so he can choose where he's going to go. It's going to be very interesting to see where he decides to go if he gets to, you know, pick his way. Because a lot of teams that I want to see him in don't have a lot of space to move around, guys. But NBA is a little weird in how they do things. So, you know, we're going to put that shit on a shirt maybe or something. Free Blake, my boy's finally getting out of there. Out that jam. I was reading a statistic. Blake Griffin hasn't dunked in like two years. He hasn't dunked his last. Oh. His last dunk was like 2018. Dude, you know what needs to happen? Like when uh when LeBron his first basket as a Laker, where he just like steals one and gets like a free wide open basket. That's what Blake needs, and he needs to jump through the gym and show that he still got it to everyone out there. Because it'll be very interesting to see Blake with a more of a all right, man. This is my this is like my second. This is like my second uh, true season in the NBA, like my second career in the NBA. And he has some time, man. He needs, you know. Let's see. Let's truly see what the legs have. I guess. Here's here's something that 
I don't know how many I don't know how many listeners we have in Detroit, but here's something I just need to put out here for all the Detroit Pistons fans. Your team is never going to be good, and I can say that because I'm a Timberwolves fan. Yep. Your team is never going to be good. You can draft the Giannis; he will leave. You will not be able to build in Detroit unless I don't know. Detroit goes through some major rebranding. Yeah. Uh, but the key with this is. Yeah, teams don't have a lot of cap. The NBA, the cap doesn't really exist with the luxury tax. But with Blake Griffin, you do have a great potential for a salary dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I truly wonder what's going to happen, man, because what is Detroit going to do? They, they let go of Drummond. Now they're getting rid of Blake. Like, what is their, what is their angle going forward here? Like, I don't – they're they're going to trade for picks maybe? I don't – the lottery is going to be for them, I guess. They're going to try to get the second, third pick. I mean, Minnesota looks like they're locked in for a first pick again. <laughs> I mean, I mean the issue with the Detroit Pistons is when they made that move for Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. they, they did it because they couldn't get free agents. So what they were trying to do is get a big name who was under contract for years because he just signed that – huge extension with the Clippers and they thought, Oh, we can recruit people by saying like, Hey, who wants to play with Blake Griffin? The issue is Blake Griffin by himself is not going to win you games. Exactly. And it's still Detroit. And I don't think he was a big enough name to do that at that time. I mean, he wasn't, he, he definitely needed always a guard. He always needed a guard to make the three-point shot as Blake wasn't truly like a dominant three-point shooter at any means or even a consistent three-point shooter. At the same time, Blake Griffin was always part of a big two, never a big three. Exactly. They, Him and CP3 had a lot of really good years and they just could never find the – third superstar to step up to win them games but i do love blake as a guy who entered the league with absolutely no mid-range jumper and now is a pretty consistent knockdown mid-range jump shooter yeah and And i mean and he's working on his three-point shot as well well he's not a guy that you necessarily need to take a three-point shot if you put him in the right system in detroit yeah they need him to do everything they need him to shoot threes like they need him to be Carl Anthony Towns. He's not Carl Anthony Towns. That he he needs to be your old school mid range guy. He's a. I still think he's a starter in this league. I think he's a starter at the four. I think that in the right system, like he can be incredible. And I think both of us. I want to break down the top three teams we think should make a move for Blake Griffin. Because I think both of us are probably going to have the same number one, and I think that's the Golden State Warriors. I think being able to have Wiseman at the five, bump Draymond down, and have Blake play the four would immediately give that team some legitimate sizing, a veteran presence, and he's not going to have to shoot the three. He's not going to have to do anything he's not comfortable doing because you have a big man inside and you have knockdown shooters outside. And potentially, depending on how – Steve Kerr feels the Andrew Wiggins experiment is going, you can dump that salary. Yeah. And it'd be very interesting seeing Blake go there and give another 
mentor to Wiseman. Because you're going to have Draymond there. You're going to have Blake there. And it's going to be Wiseman. And Wiseman, once he's back from injury now, he's going to be on the bench. And he's going to learn from these guys. And later progress and probably come into the game. And they might move Draymond three, Blake four, Wiseman five, going into a, you know, if they make the A seed in the West. So you also have a really interesting opportunity where if you can get rid of Andrew Wiggins' salary, Blake Griffin is on a two-year $75 million deal, and he might be willing to restructure that to win. Yeah. And to be be in California, which is where he, I would imagine, wants to be. Yeah. And, you know, another team, actually a team, my number one team actually is not the Warriors. I actually have – um, the Houston Rockets. I feel like if the if the Houston Rockets find a way for Blake Griffin to come in there with John Wall, Cousins, uh, Christian Wood is also there. They they come up with a different type of offense because Cousins can stretch the floor and and get rebounds as Blake can be that high flyer and as you know he could get to the rim and stretch the floor as well it brings a very different dynamic to that uh rockets core after leaving after uh Harden leaving like if the rockets did all this moving to stay competitive and stay you know not in the in the in the pits like everyone thought losing Harden everyone thought the Rockets would be this bad team the Rockets are actually coming up and they look good with Wall there and they have uh cousins as well Christian Wool looks well there and if they make one more move like a like a Blake Griffin I feel like they can make a very very strong push going into the playoffs because I definitely think they're making it to the playoffs Houston was another team that I definitely I uh, I agree with you. Yeah. I thought was a really good fit. And when you're looking at the West, it's all about matching up with LA, matching up with the Lakers. I think having Blake in there definitely for any team in the West helps you out. Right. Uh, my uh, my second team that I really liked was the Miami Heat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think one of our our Instagram followers mentioned the Miami heat. And I was, I was a hundred percent on board because they're currently starting Kelly Olenek at power forward. <laughs> having, uh, having uh Drogic, hero, Butler, Griffin, and bam as your five with Iggy off the bench still. And then you've got, you know, Duncan Robinson. I think that's a really good team. I think that's, you know, a team that can definitely repeat the success they had last year it feels like blake could be the piece that was missing you know a a piece that could get them over the top and considering that you're gonna have to deal with seven foot tall kevin durant in the playoffs Mm -hmm. i think that kind of size and that kind of veteran experience and a guy who's not going to not going to shy away from Jimmy Butler's particular brand of leadership is really going to give you a lot of confidence and a lot of kind of attitude going into the playoffs that I think could really make them dangerous. And Houston, Houston was another one of my picks, but Houston, Miami are both teams that 
I think are getting slept on quite a bit right now, just because mm-hmm. they have a lot of players out, a lot of players day to day. They've been dropping some ones they shouldn't. Christian Wood, PJ Tucker, and Oladipo for the Rockets are all out or day to day. Exactly. Goran Dragic can't stay back, healthy. Yeah. Once those guys come back and you add a Blake Griffin, it is going to be, it's going to be very interesting because it'd be one of those teams that you don't want to play. Truly, especially this Heat roster. This Heat roster adding, adding Blake and not losing anyone crazy. You know, like if they're really if the Pistons are truly wanting to trade, you go ahead and give up your number one pick. You find a way to not give up your core. See if you could get rid of, you know, uh, Leonard Mayer or you know, figure out maybe who knows move another guy that that's on your bench there and bringing Blake in. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Bam can hold Bam and Blake can switch on Durant and it'd be very interesting to see how Butler can mess with Kyrie. Cause it's going to, I want that, that matchup would be very interesting. Butler and Kyrie in the playoffs because Butler's going to give him shit. Yeah. And Harden, and you know, Harden, you could put, you know, any, you could put Robinson. That's a real, you know, he's a really good hands guy on defense. He puts his hand in there. So it'd be very interesting to see that matchup. So I'm excited to see if one of these guys can get him. And my third pick, my third team, of course, is um, it'd be very interesting to see him go back home, go back where it started, you know? That was going to. That was going to be my honorable mention. I was going to say, I don't know how much bad blood is still there, but I'm not going to lie. He fits really good with that Clipper team. Man, he will look perfect. The team will love him. The city will love him. Every, every, I don't know. Did ownership life. change? Did ownership no. change? No, he hates Steve Ballmer. He's, oh. Steve Ballmer called him into his office, said you're a Clipper for life. They retired his jersey, and then they traded him. And then remember when he came back for his first game with Detroit, he uh, ran into the tunnel, refused to shake his hand. Uh, yeah. I mean. So, I mean, it, it depends. Cause like, like did they, you said, did he grow up. Did he grow up? Did Blake grow up? Does he want the ring? Because going there truly, truly. Ooh. Ooh say, man, it would I fit mean, well. Pat Bev. Who <laughs> Pat Bev and Blake Griffin will get along just fine. Paul just George, yeah. Paul George, Kawhi, he'd take Batum's spot. So Blake Griffin and then Serge right. Ibaka with Batum off the bench, and Marcus Morris and Luke Kennard. I mean, that's a deep team. That's a very deep team, and you need that that experience off the bench as well, going against these. Laker teams and these young bench teams and those quarters in the middle are going to flip real heavy from like 20 to 5 you know it's going to be really heavy long runs and you're going to have to put your starters right back in there you know it's going to be cool fine and dandy when you see all Kyrie Harden and uh damn KD out there but if they got to play 48 minutes Every single game, it's going to be real tough to win at the end. It's going to be real tough to win at the end, no matter how much stage you put up in the air. <laughs> my, uh, I like that. My my dark horse, 
and this would be more of a uh, uh, trade for him this year to make a run next year. That would be uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. I think they don't have the team right now, but Luca, Blake, and Kristaps with, you know, that kind of a big three is potentially something that you can build around in free agency with an owner like Mark Cuban. Yeah, absolutely. Good coaching. And I, I'm thinking like Texas, I'm thinking where would Blake Griffin want to be? He's an Oklahoma boy. So that would get him pretty close to Oklahoma without actually having to play for the thunder. Uh, I think that could be kind of a dark horse where Blake could go and again, two years, 75 million, Cuban will pay him 75 million and they could try to build something and have a short time window and make a run. All right. What do you think of this? Um, Lillard, McCollum, Mello, Blake, Nurkic. I don't hate that at all. <laughs> it's it's crazy because we it's free Blake movement, and anywhere he goes, top twelve, he fits so well and takes that team into a top three situation, and we don't even know how good his legs are yet. Bro, is with, he going to be able to jump through the with is Gary he Trent be able Jr. To jump shit again? With Gary Trent Jr. and Covington and being able to play Cantor off the bench, that'd be huge to not exactly. have Exactly. Cuz when uh when Cantor comes off the bench, they're lacking big time in size mm-hmm. with Nurkic kind of being day to day. Exactly. That's that's huge for them. <laughs> Yeah, Blake would probably love Portland too. Go get him help. Go get go get Lillard help. This is what you do to go get him help. If no. that's what do it. Yeah. Very interesting, man. He could fit anywhere, man. Yeah, I I I think it is. If you are a contender right now and you need to dump a salary or you need, you know, to acquire that one last piece, especially when you're looking at the LA Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets being the prospective champions in their respective conference. I think Blake Griffin helps you out a lot. People, (laughs) people sleep on Blake because how many games have the Pistons been on national TV? They're just not. Blake Griffin is ripping his shirt because they're down 30 at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> that's a one clip that you see from the game. That's the one highlight. Like, hey guys, hey, take a look. Uh, Blake is upset. Let's show you why. Turnover, turnover, turnover. <laughs> that's just how it is. That's just, I don't know what's going on in Detroit, but I'm glad that that ownership is going to move on. He's going to get another chance. Um, and hopefully. They'll buy him out, and he gets to choose where he goes. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. A lot yeah. of a lot of big name guys that are free from their uh, teams. It's uh, pretty interesting how this world is shaking up on the professional side here. Yeah, I uh, I think Blake can definitely 
He was 2009 draft, so he's the same draft class as Steph Curry and Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and James Harden. There's yeah. no reason why he doesn't have, even at his size, three, four, maybe five good years left. He can definitely do it because, like I said, he's a good spot-up shooter. He's really worked that side of his game and become more of a well-rounded power forward, not just the dunk and box-out rebound guy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in the right system, you're telling me he's not a double-double every night? No, can't say that. Speaking of which, speaking of which, we talked about double doubles. Uh, stat stat alert. I was uh, just kind of going through some prop bets last night because when we don't record the podcast, I'm just adrift when it comes to gambling. I'm not thinking clearly when I don't break it down. But uh, Steph Curry, night in, night out to get a double double. This seems like the easiest bet in the world, and it never hits. I thought I was seeing things. Steph Curry gets a double double plus 375. <laughs> wow. It's that high? Yeah. So I was looking at it, I'm like, <laughs> there's no way. So I broke it down. Steph Curry has gotten 124 double doubles in his career, and he has played uh, 730 games. He has averaged a double, he's gotten a double double less than 17% of his games. Wow. Now, for a normal <laughs> shooting point guard, like a spot up shooter, that would be like whatever. But Steph Curry, one, is a true point guard. Two, has played on a team with Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant, where you got to think you drive the lane, kick the ball out, you're getting a you're getting an assist at least fairly frequently. He's the one that's always the guy that's taking the shot. Like the offense runs through him, but he's not the one with the ball, but you're not getting (laughs) tennis. You're not making 10 assists a game. No, it seems ridiculous. He's always looking for his shot. He's never really going to – he's looking for his shot, and if he's ever going to look for the pass, it's definitely in transition. I, I don't see him really – I don't know. I'm still shocked by the plus 375. I didn't think it would be that high. Like, he's really – like, what is his? what is he averaging right now for assists? Uh, five. <laughs> like, five. Like, five okay. – 5.1 and like 4.8 rebounds. The guy's not really shooting the ball when Curry passes in the ball. I don't know. Yeah. Gotta... I, meanwhile, meanwhile, Dame Lillard is a 7.3 assists a game player with way less help. Well, CJ McCollum needs the ball. Melo needs the ball. Those guys need the ball. So Dame's K- KD the ball didn't around. need the ball. Clay didn't need the ball. <laughs> Draymond will take the ball. Is that the issue? Draymond just takes it off the court and shoots it? Probably. That's got to be it. (laughs) It's moving the ball around. I mean, Clay didn't – I mean – okay, so when Curry gets the ball and passes it to KD, KD was usually the driver, right? He wasn't really – he was more of a back down, so you wouldn't get the assist there. 
Curry running around with the ball and throwing it to Clay. I think Clay drives too, unless he gets a spot jump shot from Draymond or KD. I don't. I don't think Curry was ever in a position that he had to pass the ball a lot. <laughs> like the ball just moved around. That was it. I, I, That's why it, they love playing with each other, I guess. They just kind of moved the ball around and it got to the person who needed to score, and that was it. And the points just went up. If Russell Westbrook can average a triple-double <laughs> he on, that, stat. on that terrible <laughs> Thunder team, how? How, though? He's legitly running to the basket wide open, and he'll tell his teammate, you better run with me. I need this assist. And then he runs with him and gives him the ball. I don't know. He's focusing on it. I guess he throws it out more. Curry's not really throwing the ball out. When he drives, he's either going to throw the rainer or the raindrop, or he's going to throw it way up the top of the glass. Curry's there to score. What's this passing about? What do you want? What else do you want him to do, man? He's putting up, he's averaging 40. I want him to win me a bet plus 375. That's what I want. I mean, that's way. I mean, you might as well just put your money on him putting up 45 one game and he'll put you that. Get that. Here's, here's the thing. I shit you not. I have seen this bet like eight or nine times. <laughs> I have bet this bet at least six times. And I immediately Google Steph Curry stats because I don't like pay attention to that. And then I see he's averaging like 4.3 assists per game that season. And I lose my mind because I've just donated my money. Because uh, in my brain, I'm like, this is a no brain. 375, I got to get on this. This is a typo. And he <laughs> just does not get assists. And I don't know why. <laughs> he is a, He runs around without the ball so well better than any player in the NBA. That's why he's not having the ball and he's going to look for his to pass the ball. No, he brings it up. He dumps it inside. He runs around all over the place until he gets himself open. Then once he gets himself open, he takes a shot. Well, dump it inside to Wiseman and let Wiseman put it in. So you get an assist. That's all (laughs) I'm saying. (laughs) No, (laughs) they're going to hold the ball and Curry gets open. That's just how it works. Curry always gets open. Why why take this little two shot when Curry's gonna hit this 50 footer? <laughs> it's unbelievable, Angel. Plus it is. Uh, it's surprising when no point guard, there. no point guard should be plus 375 to get a double double. <laughs> call me, call me old school. Call me you old are school. Very upset about that. I, I I am maybe it's the Caucasian in me just needing the fundamentals that you pass the ball. I don't know. I I I would I, I was psyched when we drafted Ricky Rubio. I don't know. Oh, like that. I don't know. All I know is That's Steph Curry sad. pass the ball. Get some assists. Ah, it's not that big of a deal. He's putting up he's averaging 36 points a game and he is number 1 in the MVP conversation right now because he's carrying that team on his back. He's uh he's putting up like the exact same numbers as his unanimous MVP year. I mean, what else do you want? If he could find a way to get his team into the top four of that West team or the top four of the West, you gotta give it to him with no question. If he's at the bottom, okay. And Beats having a great season. Uh uh Lucas having a great season. 
Um, those guys definitely get a vote here and there. So you can't give it to Steph unanimously. But if he's top four and he's keeps playing like this, don't play with my boy. Donovan, Mi- Donovan Mitchell getting that uh, MVP vote from you? Mm, you know what? That Utah team is is they're so good because they're it's like the AAU team. <laughs> it's like the AAU team from the suburbs that have all stars on their team, but they do not play ISO ball. All straight, put the ball, score, score, score. That's how the Jazz work, and they play fundamental defense. They play perfect on both sides of the ball. These guys are 19 for 20 in their last 20 games. These boys are on fire right now. And it's the way they play the ball. They start on defense and then you got Bogdanovich, you got English, you got Conley, then you got Donovan Mitchell as your prize piece. And oh yeah, don't forget about the big guy downstairs shutting shit the fuck down. This Jazz team is so soundly perfect on paper and how they play the game that it's going to be very interesting to watch them in the playoffs take teams out like the Spurs do, like the Spurs did. They did not have – they had stars, but they didn't have a true superstar. All of them are Hall of Famers. Is Conley a Hall of Famer? Uh, okay. Gobert, he got to put more numbers up. Bogdanovich, English, got to put their threes up. They're, they're pieces that are perfectly put in place, like, like uh, Ginobili was, like Parker was, like Duncan is. They just play the position so well that everything else is played perfect. I'm they do, in love with this Jazz team and how they're playing the ball right now. Yeah, they do play like a very – suburban high school version of the Warriors offense. Yeah. That's that's like almost perfectly put. That's like perfectly put. <laughs> oh shit. That's awesome. Oh <laughs> uh, they're Either not way. taking bad shots. They're just yeah know, playing great ball. Hottest team in the league right now, despite what uh, Shaquille O'Neal says. Yeah. Doesn't matter. This is how the game changes, dude. There, there's no need for these big 300-pound guy to protect the paint. And all. No, he could go down there, do his job, 180, 270 pounds, don't need to score. You don't. You got guys around. Block the ball, get the rebound, do it again. That's all you got to do. He's an offensive lineman when it comes to the basketball world, I guess. <laughs> He's not going to get the fame and the glam for putting up points. He's going to grab the ball, dump it. That's it. Give him his player of the year, defensive player of the year, back to back to back to back, and that's it. They are playing just perfect basketball for Utah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it too. They just they fit they fit with the culture. They're playing in their culture. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out uh, Pit Viper, Salt Lake City, baby. <laughs> yeah, they they oh, are man. they are they are they're hot. The Suns are hot. 
man. We're watching. We're watching. Cat can't stay healthy, and Delo's getting shoulder surgery. He's gonna miss like four weeks. Meanwhile, the third member of the Slam magazine cover, Devin Booker, could not be hotter right now. Eight for or eight for two in his last ten games. The kid is winning all these games against good teams. Look, listen to this stretch here. They beat the Mavericks by one. Then they beat the Pistons. Ha ha. They beat the Celtics. Then they beat the Cavaliers. Then they beat the Bucks. Then they beat the Sixers. Then they beat my the Magic. And now they have the Nets tonight. That's big. They didn't go on a streak against bad teams. They went against top teams in the NBA and won. This hot Phoenix team is playing out of their goddamn mind to the point where I don't know if Booker would even want to leave. Hey, trade for Cat. <laughs> Get yeah. D'Lo out of here. I mean, Detroit, Minnesota could be in the same goddamn boat right now because Minnesota sucks too. So get these stars to somewhere else because Booker is red hot and I don't see how Phoenix can move off of him. Which is honestly wild because at this point, they might say, nah, we're good on Cat. We got DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. He's playing very underrated basketball for a very guy who, basketball. for a guy who, like to a lesser extent reminds me of uh, who was the center the Wolves had number Darko, Darko yeah. who number one overall pick in the what the LeBron draft? No, yep. it wasn't. Yeah, the LeBron draft, and everyone was like, "Oh well." I mean, he's never going to no, live up to the hype. LeBron pick. Darko was pick number like two, I think. I thought he was the number one pick. No, he was number, number two, two, 2003. Yeah, 2003 uh, number two pick. Yeah, all downhill from there. Not even in 2003. Full star studded. Oh, draft. that was it. LeBron went one, Darko went two, two. Melo went three, Chris <laughs> Bosch went four, uh, Dwayne Wade went five. You also okay. had uh, Collison, Kirk Heinrich. Yeah, the, the draft that saved the NBA. The draft yeah. that made the NBA who the NBA is today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, the Wolves selected Duty Ebby. So that was awesome. Uh, the Luke Walton draft, as many have come to have it be known. But anyway, yeah, kind of reminds me of that. Like, Aiden is never going to live up to the number one overall pick, but he's playing good basketball and he's doing what cat refuses to do, which is just anchor the paint and Mm -hmm. play defense. Yeah. But yeah, they have, they're another team that has just good chemistry. Yeah. It's, and they have a good coach over there too. I don't forget his name, but that coaching staff is pretty sound from what I heard from couple of radio stations I listen to. Monty Williams. Monty Williams, there you go. Coaching with this young team. Because they're they're young guys. And coaching plays very big with that. So it's gonna be interesting what they do there in their future. Booker is hot. It'd be very interesting seeing this team in the playoffs against this top tier team when you see that they go on runs and they beat 
top tier teams. You don't. You probably don't want to play the Suns team while they're hot. So, yeah, and it. they. I don't think another team has really found their identity in the bubble and maintained it into yeah. this season quite like the Phoenix Suns have. Yeah, and let's see if they can find that magic right away when they get right back in that bubble. So, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Interesting too to see if they end up bubbling up for this playoffs because I think they should. COVID's COVID's starting to hit the NHL pretty hard. The NBA has been pretty pretty lucky to this point, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they end up bubbling up because if they do, I think it definitely plays towards some of these younger teams like the Heat and the Suns. Yeah. Um. It'd be very, very interesting. I hope they bubble up. I think it's the right move. They didn't. They it was so successful that why go away from it? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely makes. If you're not going to do fans either way, I think it makes sense to bubble up. Mm-hmm. If you think if the NBA thinks they can make some revenue though, getting fans in the stands, you know they're going to do that. So right. it'll be it'll be interesting to see where we end up in. You know three, four months. Absolutely. That's where we're at. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, my favorite, my favorite time of the podcast. Jay is about to light someone up. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, let them have it. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guaranteed picks of the week. Let's talk about the picks of the week. Um, So on this podcast, I am doing phenomenal in my bets. The issue we're running into is some of my live bets. Now, I have a friend and he is a dickhead officially because he did something that you don't do to a gambler. He texted me the other day and he goes, Jay, what hockey games do you like? Give me an exact score. I was going to take the night off. I was not going to bet that night because I was on a hot streak. I hadn't really looked at anything. I was busy. I was shopping. I was doing a lot of different stuff. It was the day after Valentine's Day. I was in the doghouse, whatever. I was, <laughs> I was, I was not going to gamble that night. Having a gambling podcast, though, you need to have a pick on hand. So I go on my phone, I'm like, I like Tampa Bay by two. I would take Tampa Bay money line. And he goes, I love the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. I think they're going to win six to two. Now, in my brain, I immediately go, tonight I'm going to be watching TV. I'm going to look at the score. I'm going to see that they actually won six to two. So I have to bet it because I'm not going to, I'm not going to be losing money. So I bet the Toronto Maple Leafs minus three and a half. It was plus like plus 600, something like that. I put a okay size bet on it. Mm-hmm. And then because I love the Maple Leafs and the Ottawa senators who they were playing are the worst team in hockey, the worst team in hockey. I put, 
a just a hedge bet. I bet the money line as well. And I'm watching it for a while, and they're just crushing them. It's not even a thing. Not even a thing. Uh, they're up. Uh, what was it? It was five to one. Done. Like, there's no way I lose this bet. Right. Sure enough, the Ottawa Senators, because even though they are the worst team in hockey, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the biggest choke jobs in the history of the NHL. And I hope <laughs> we don't have any current listeners in Canada, but if you're listening, I don't even care. Your team sucks. You're never going to win a Stanley Cup. You should just move. I know Toronto is like the Maple Leafs are like religion in mm. Canada. Whatever. Fuck you, Drake. Fuck you, Maple Leafs. <laughs> Not only do they score four unanswered goals to send, it into, to send it into overtime, but they score in overtime and win. So I oh lose my, my bet. God. I lose my money line bet. I'm in bed. I don't find out till the next morning. I wake <laughs> up, look, checking my my Bovada account. I'm scrolling my gambling app. Why do I have no money in here? Oh, yeah, because <laughs> Toronto sucks. Also, I bet the Tampa Bay game. This is neither here nor there. This is kind of unrelated. But I saw that Sergei Brabovsky, the Florida Panthers goalie, wasn't playing. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Lightning are going to score like six goals. Yeah, they scored five goals, and they let in six goals. So they also lost. So I just had a horrendous had a- Monday night. Oh, my. and he had to wake up to it. I wake up to it. Yeah. <laughs> wake up. Oh, it's going to be a great day. And then boom. I was so confident that I was just like, yeah, whatever. Done deal. This isn't even fun for me anymore. Yeah. Too, no. He went to bed. He's like, ah, too easy. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, man, that's why I kind of stay away from hockey because. <laughs> You just never know out there. You just never know. Yeah, you never know, but you know a little bit, and that should never happen. Five goals in the third period. That's true. That's Get a out lot of here. That's a lot of scoring. That's a lot of, like, oh, this game's over type deal. At, at that point, yeah, at that point, you can just add a pull your goalie, add another defenseman. You won't give up that many goals. <laughs> just no goalie and still win the game. Yeah, and we were and we were and we were hot, man. We were hot. For those of you who follow the Instagram at money underscore back underscore podcast, we were hot. Your boy was lighting it up in hockey and just fell apart. Uh, Fell apart. It's been a bad ride down, but we're gonna bounce back here, right, Jay? We're gonna bounce back here. It's been awful for me too. Don't like I have not. You are right when it comes to these. uh, all these picks, I'm gonna hone it down here and find my chi. And I'm only going with two picks going into tomorrow night. And hopefully, we possibly could squeeze in another episode so we could talk about the weekend coming up. But my picks for tomorrow night, um, I'm gonna go with the next money line, they're gonna go against the Magic. Um, it's gonna be a uh, the Knicks, man, you know, Julian Randle is doing phenomenal work over there. If you check his stat, he is on fire over there for the Knicks. He has got more – he has better numbers than a lot of big men in the league right now. 
So Julian Randle is definitely a must-watch when it comes to New York Knicks basketball. And I'm going to go with the Warriors' money line over the Heat. Uh, Got to go with my boy, Curry. He's going to find a way to beat them boys down in Miami. So Miami's going down tomorrow night, and you're going to see Julian Randle possibly get a pointy rebound double-double. And I am going to stick to hockey because that's what I know. I am going to take the over in the Hurricanes-Panthers game. And I'm going to take Toronto minus one and a half over the uh, Ottawa Senators. And if they lose, Canada as a country is dead to me. (laughs) Like the only... The only reasonable thing that my mind can wrap itself around is that there's no way it happens twice. <laughs> like, here's oh, the thing: man. the odds, the odds of at if you live bet Ottawa mm. down one to five at the middle of the second period, a dollar won you like twenty two bucks. <sighs> It was absolutely absurd odds. It was crazy. Like if you did it, if you had done it, like somebody I saw online, like somebody did it even after they scored their second goal to make it five to two, they put $2 on it and they won $37. Jeez. That's how bad those odds were. That cannot happen twice in a row. If you see them again, five to one, are you putting a dollar on Ottawa? thousand percent yes i'll (laughs) never not do that again we we are we are we are we are getting rid of everything blake griffin and we are officially a fuck canada podcast if they (laughs) don't even care i don't care don't listen to my stuff don't share it don't americans can share it canadians get out of (laughs) here toronto it's on you i don't even like the raptors either don't even don't blow a five to one lead again, Toronto. We believe will, in you. I will burn a Blue Jays hat on our Instagram. Whoa, <laughs> Blue Jays actually going to be a really good team this year. So I know I we're, we're, we're we're both pretty high on them. <laughs> I might burn like a Walmart version of that. <laughs> burn. I'm gonna like. I'll I'll like tape a Blue Jays logo to one of my old hats and I'll burn that. There we go. That's better. The paper burns off first. <laughs> Save the hat. It's an old it's an old Timberwolves hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn wolves. Lamelo Ball would have had us in such a great spot right now. I still think his second year isn't gonna be very good. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on to it. Edwards, Edwards is doing what we need him to do. Trust the process. See how that goes. <laughs> Seeing how it goes. Right now, out. What team should we talk about? What team should we break down? Just a break. I want to break down a team that's not in any talks about like quarterback talk. Because all these teams and this limbo of quarterbacks and whatnot, it's a little much. 
right, I got an AFC team and I got an NFC team. You pick which one. Oh, let's start with the AFC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this evening to end the show, we are going to break down the Baltimore Ravens and what they can do to move forward into the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl. Jay? What is their cap space cap situation? Right now, the cap for the Baltimore Ravens is 18.2 million free. So I think that you sign obviously a big name wide receiver and you do whatever you can to also draft one. What do you think is your best what is your best option for uh signing one? What do you think is the best receiver for that Baltimore? I am for I the am Mar- type. I am biased, but I think that for most teams, they should be looking at Kenny Galladay. Okay. I think giving uh, giving uh, Lamar Jackson a big body is going to help him out, and he has not had a throw-it-up-and-get-it guy uh, since he's been in Baltimore, since he's been in the yeah. NFL. Uh, as much as like I like an Allen Robinson, I like a uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, you know, you could get a smaller guy. You could try to get like a Will Fuller. I think having a bigger body is really going to help him out, and it's something that they don't already have. Because I do think Marquise Brown is has potential to be a good wide receiver. He's just not. He's not one of those guys who's just exploding and is pro ready. No, and he's dealt with some injury issues that you know, he has a hamstring that lingers and I definitely think Will Fuller is a guy if he could stay healthy, man, cuz he looked really good when he was healthy, but he was also doped up. So like the first season that he actually is really good and he's doped up, that's kind of tough, but I hope that Will Fuller can find a way to be successful as one of my I don't know, one of my favorite receivers, but I think a big body receiver, like you said, for Baltimore would be great. Um, Mark Andrews has a lot of success there. Um, if Lamar can find a way to get accurate, just work on being more accurate with the ball, it will help them a lot because J.K. Dobbins is coming into his way. He is going to be your prime back going into next season. Your offensive line is mid pack of the NFL and your defense is star studded. You got a lot of stars on that side of the ball. They need to figure defense- out what they're doing though. Like again, they tried to they tried to like make Lamar throw. They tried to make it so that he was running more of a pro style offense. It didn't work. So they went back to like, okay, let's just go back to our option stuff. Let's go back to our razzle dazzle. And they made the playoffs. Wow. You know? So oh. he, he's got to start taking taking the actual steps. Yeah, and that's the problem, that they want him to take the actual <laughs> steps. They put him into this pro offense, and he can't handle it. He needs to be always moving, and everything has to be moving around for Lamar to get loose and score. It He needs to get accurate. He needs to find a way to throw the ball because, like you said, they have a guy behind him 
Not saying that they will move him that fast. Not saying that this is Lamar's last rah-rah here. But like you said, Huntley behind him is a really good backup rookie quarterback. And he looked Mm -hmm. good into that little drive that he had. I'm not saying that you're moving off of him, but if Huntley is moving, if he's making strides behind Lamar, it's going to be very, it's going to be very interesting because you could probably see a two quarterback setup there. And it could be, and it could work out for you. It could work out for you as long as Lamar is kind of on board on it. But Lamar needs to be out here throwing the ball every goddamn day because his accuracy is truly going to be the future of this team, especially in that division that's kind of, I won't say up in the air, but right now it needs someone to take it over. And the Browns look like they're in a position to do that. With the Raven, with the Steelers, are going to give up twenty-seven free agents coming up, and Bengals, the Bengals. Oh, you know what? A Bengals is two years away from <clears throat> the Bengals are two years away from being a good team. If Joe Burrow can come back from that knee and look good, not Teddy good, but just the same dominant, accurate, and Joe Burrow can be Joe Burrow that he looked like he could be. The Bengals are a team that we, we could be talking about having good success in the next two to three years. What are you going to do about Orlando Brown? He's a left tackle, Angel. He doesn't want to play right. I mean, why not put him at left tackle? Why you have why? a Pro Bowl left tackle, Ronnie <laughs> yeah. Stanley. What's, what's up with Ronnie Stanley? He was injured the last 11 games of the season. Oh, okay. And uh, when Brown filled in for him, he doesn't want to go back. Okay. Um, you move him. Apparently his, uh, his dad, Orlando Brown Sr., who played nine seasons at right tackle in the NFL, uh, wanted his son to be better than him and play on the left side. Okay. He said it's not about money. It's about what he just he want what he wants to do. So, Laramie Tunsil went for two firsts. Do you think you can get two first rounds? Is that your is that your is that your price for him? They also just signed Ronnie Stanley to a five year deal, like this year. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can. You got to figure out who. Tr- uh, <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. It's Houston who traded for Larry Tunsil. So, I mean, he's a good. Ta- he's a good left Careful. tackle. Careful. He's on a rookie deal still. I don't know. You so give a first and a third. He's going to need to get paid, but like Chargers, Colts, Jacksonville, even like the Vikings, the Eagles. Like, there are a lot of teams, the Bears, who could use a left tackle. Um, but at the Riley, same time. Riley Reef is there for the Vikings. I don't think they're. Are you tell? I on, know, man, on, man, but you have the Come 14th. On, you man. have the 14th pick, and if you give out your 14th pick for Brown, then you're not helping your defensive line at all. So, unless you can find a way to get a free agent. You were trying. You were you were trying to trade Daniil Hunter for a quarterback. Hey, Neil Hunter and a bunch of other things. Hey, 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 hey. 
It's Watson, all right? <laughs> Do you not understand what... You know what? We're talking about the Ravens, all right? We're not going to talk about the Vikings and how they've never had a quarterback in dates. Oh, you know what? Okay. The Ravens need to trade them, truly. I mean, it would be interesting if you could get a fifth pick. Like, if you could just trade them straight up for Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati, you know, but that's inside the division, and I don't know if you really want to do that, but the fifth also, pick is your best spot because then you could go get Suell. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, why would Cincinnati pick a guy that's going to be on a second contract that they're going to have to pay a bunch more instead of getting a rookie who could be just as good, if not better? I don't think Suell will make it to five. I think he'll get picked up by either Miami or the Jets. I think he's that good. He's that guy. He's that Will Hernandez where you put him in there and he's going to sit there for 13, 14 years and be this monster. We're talking about a Quentin Nelson type guy here, man. So hypothetically, you are the Baltimore Ravens and you got a guy who wants out. What are you trying to get for him outside of picks? Um, Because I don't think you get a – I don't think you get a 2021 first round pick. I think you're going to get like a 2022, maybe a 2022 first and second, maybe a 2022 first and third, maybe a player in a 2022. I I don't think you get a pick this year. And a guy like that, when he, if he goes to the right team can really make that first round pick, not as good. Brown and your 27th pick goes to Atlanta for Julio Jones. I don't hate that. I think it'll take Julio and, but I I don't, I don't hate Julio for Lamar Jackson. If you think Lamar Jackson could turn into a proficient passer, Julio Jones is going to make a lot of blemishes go away. The question is, is Julio going to want to go play with a quarterback who nobody is totally sure they can be a pocket passer? Yeah, that's another reason why I... Julio, Julio I, I don't know what Julio's contract looks like. I feel like he could be like, nah, I'm retired. Mm, yeah, he's, what, 31, 32? He's at that age. But I that's why another reason why I stay away from uh, Lamar Jackson's receivers and running backs in fantasy, because if you don't have Lamar, you just you don't know. You just don't know what's going to happen in that offense. But I think if you give Lamar that number one guy, it's going to be that situation where Lamar is going to have to be able to throw the ball well and throw it to Julio often, and they'll find a way to coexist. If Kyler and Deshaun can do it, I think uh, Lamar and Julio, if they can find a way to make that deal to make it happen. But I don't, I don't really know what uh, Atlanta's offensive line situation is looking like because we always talked about how they got all these first round picks. So I don't know if they need that left guy, but they also need a lot of help. So. And I don't know if Atlanta's on a sale anyway. They're oh. weird down there, bro. Atlanta's left tackle they're... is uh, Jake Matthews. 
So How I don't think I don't think he's I don't think he's somebody where you would turn down uh, a guy like Orlando Brown who hasn't allowed a QB pressure in his last 700 snaps. I mean shit. It's a star studded. That's a guy you put over there and don't have to worry. And there was a lot of pressure on Matt this year. I know that. So and yeah. there is a then there Atlanta picking four and twenty seven. That wouldn't be bad for Atlanta, man. It really it really wouldn't. Because at four, you can go get your quarterback. And then at twenty seven, you can go get your defensive guy. You go get fields. If you know for some reason Zach Wilson's there. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is a guy who, with no combine or pro day, is just skyrocketing up the draft boards. I, I keep going back to I saw him falling to the Patriots. I am going as soon as we're done here. I'm going to put up Zach Wilson tape and see how, like, how is he flying up all these guys, flying up from all these guys. Here, let me like, let I'm me just, let me I, spoil I it pro- for you. Let me spoil it for you. He's got an absolute. Pistol for an arm, and BYU didn't play anybody. Well, I mean, he because here's the thing, I I've watched some of his film, and he looks like Johnny Manziel with RG 3s arm in college. Like I saw a play where he straight like hurdled somebody and like knocked a guy over, like a crazy great play where he just looked like a stud. And then, but you watch him run and like. Man, he's kind of little. I don't know. How tall is he? I think he's taller than he looks. He's just like kind of thin. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. He, he's not. He does not like a thick body. Oh, I got you. Uh, six three two oh nine. But he. Ah, that's not when, bad. When you watch him run around, though, I just. I don't know. Nah, it gets to two twenty. He'd be all right. You could take a hit at two twenty. When Absolutely. we get close, when we get closer to uh, get closer to the draft, I think it'll be good to. We'll probably have a show where we break down quarterback prospects. Absolutely, but yeah, another great night here in the uh, MBG Lab, MBG Studio, MBG Lab Studio, the Mega Center. It's going to be a great night tomorrow. I am going to go two for two. I feel it already. We're going next Warriors again. My my fate is in Canada's hands. I'm far from confident, <laughs> but it'll be fun. Uh, follow us online on Instagram at money underscore back underscore podcast. We're going to focus on Instagram for right now in terms of social media. Uh, also, like, subscribe, rate, review, do all those things on Apple, Spotify, it really does help our show. If you like listening, we like talking. So tell your friends. It uh, it means a lot to us. And let us know what you think on the uh, the Instagram page. Yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. See uh, how you guys are liking our picks. Yeah, we might have a short second show this week. We might try to have like a, a long early week show and a short late week show. But as of now, we're always going to be coming to you at least once a week, usually – record Monday, Tuesday, have it out early Wednesday at the latest. So we definitely appreciate all the support. All right. See you guys later. Later. Later.